0: Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. This is going to be the last energy report, last weekly energy report until January 3rd. So this will cover everything you need to know going on in the cosmos from December 10th till when I come back. Actually, that's January 7th would be that podcast episode So buckle up, buttercup. I'm going to give you, get the pen and paper out. We're going to give you all the key dates, things you need to know, how to, you know, catch the vibe, ride out the wave for the rest of the year. And the big headline here is going to be Venus retrograde. Venus retrograde is a big one, and it only happens every 18 months. And Venus is our, you know, value systems, our love, our relationships, how we receive pleasure. It's about money. It's about aesthetics, it's like our heart center, and it's in the sign of Capricorn, which is about money and business and commitments and our structures in our life and the foundations we're building and the plans that we have and boundaries and all of that fun stuff. So clearly, we're going to feel this one a lot, and it's going to be very important to understand the medicine of this transit, how to work with it, the do's and don'ts. So I'm going to break all that down for you, plus a few other headlines going on in the high-vibe outer space realm. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Oh my God, if you're new here, I am so sorry. I haven't even introduced myself. I am Maddie Murphy. I am your cosmic consultant. I am your high vibe hype woman, your earth guide to being a cosmic bad bitch. And I'm very honored to be here with you all. Let's talk about like, we just got through eclipse season. Before I go on to what's coming up for the rest of this month, I just need to take a deep breath because at the time of this recording, we're still in eclipse season. We're still in that time until December 18th, 19th, when we have the full moon in Gemini. So for those of you asking about, you know, when can you charge your crystals and when can you manifest again, that's when we're out of the eclipse portal. How was it? Eclipses are major moments that stir the pot and I think like move along the plot of our lives. They bring wake-ups, shake-ups, they bring endings, beginnings, and they're just physically and emotionally very intense. So I just wanted to check in and honor, you know, how are we doing? A lot of you reached out to me, you know, telling me some pretty wild stories or having some big ahas, revelations, or just storylines that were closed out, you know, something that started in June of 2020. And if you are new here, listen to last week's episode, I go into that breakdown a little bit more. And before I get into the rest of our astrology, I also want to just personally say, thank you so much First of all, I appreciate all of you really encouraging um, this break that I'm going to go on. I'm a Virgo. My moon is on my midheaven line, so I do not like to take breaks from work. I like to go, go, go. But one, the astrology, as you're about to hear until the end of the year, is really about resting and retreating and reflecting and, and pulling inwards and planning, filling up the cup, especially after this eclipse season. And I want to do that. I want to heed my own advice. You know, I want to practice what I post, practice what I podcast, so to speak. And I also want to charge myself up so that way I can just be the fullest, most clear version of myself for you all as we move to 2022 because 2022 has some beautiful blessings in store for all of us, as well as some more ups and downs on the cosmic roller coaster of life. So thank you for just honoring that break. A lot of you were like congratulating me and my DMs or, you know, just being really supportive. And I was like, how cool is this? I love this new world, this new community that we are in where we just cheer for each other when we take breaks. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and also just want to thank you. A lot of you reached out hearing the tenderness in my voice last week. I just, yeah, like, Have to just show up here human, especially as someone who's coming here to talk about what's going on in the cosmos. And, you know, as it relates to humans walking a spiritual path, like it's, uh, it's kind of what I signed up for was to be like radically vulnerable and authentic in terms of the work that I do, which is not always easy for me, but I, you know, can't come here and just put a mask on and be like, everything's fine. Eclipse isn't hit me hard. It hit me hard truly was one of the most sacred though and cosmic mind-blowing two weeks in the heart of the eclipse portal that I've ever experienced. It will take me probably a lifetime to process it, how incredibly wild it was and how brutal, how brutal and beautiful and poignant it was. And I'm not entirely ready to talk about it all yet here. But what I will say is that My sister had a baby, and I got to be an aunt, and I am an aunt, and she gave birth in the most radically beautiful, miraculous way. I'm so proud of her, and her baby was expected to be a Sagittarius, came early, thank you to the eclipse and to her sheer uh, force of nature, little being she just birthed, came out in the last few hours of Scorpio season, and she is just perfect. And she is magical, and I am so happy that uh, she chose us um, to drop into this this crazy earth family of ours, and I know that she's here on a mission, and it is my honor to hold space as she expands and explores her magic and shares it with the world, so welcome to her. And I also just wanted to honor a lot of you reached out because you know me personally or you know my family And I just wanted to dedicate this episode to my aunt, the matriarch of our family. She passed last week, and she was truly our wise way shower. She was the most expansive, enthusiastic, curious, elegant, chic woman I've ever known, and truly one of the most magnetic People I've ever had the experience of being around. And she's also the one who taught me about so many things in life, but specifically astrology and tarot, numerology, and just taught me these things in a way that was so special that I got to learn from her in a way that using these tools as what they are tools of expansion and self actualization and uh, really seeing the mysticism in everyday life. And of course, As you may have guessed, she is a Sagittarius. So I'm just dedicating this episode to her, to my Aunt Gail. I have no other words to describe her, but that's been my past few weeks. And this is also why I really need this break to just heal and and let myself process. So again, I appreciate all of you for honoring that. Okay, moving on to the rest of what we're going to talk about this episode Eclipse season, man. It's no joke. I want to say that we have some really great stuff coming up in the new year. We're going to do a webinar on the 2022 astrology so you can know like all the themes, the major transits, how to work with it in your sign. We'll do some, you know, horoscopes and individual readings. We did it last year. It was so helpful and it was really cool to go back and watch the replay and kind of see how some of like the predictions and, and things that we talked about really did unfold. It's just like getting a roadmap for the year. Super helpful, so keep your eye out for that. Also, in other announcements, thank you for alerting us. We had a bunch of fake accounts on Instagram, which is very in line with the astrology. We have Neptune is in Pisces right now, and Jupiter is going to be joining in Pisces And while this is going to bring a lot of expansion and blessings and growth around like spirituality and the arts and bring a whole new renaissance actually from that creative spiritual perspective, it's also going to bring in even more waves of deception and people, you know, trying to trick other people, especially like spiritual people are going to become more and more in the spotlight, so to speak, or front and center in, in mainstream conversations. And so then there's going to be people who are going to try and take advantage of that and, you know, scam people. So I would just say, use your discernment always. I would never DM you asking for money or you know, um, saying that I had a message from spirit for you. Obviously, if you want to work with us, come into join our Cosmic Fit Club community. You can find me on my personal Instagram and DM me and I'll, you know, send you whatever resources you need if you need help. But I would never actively pursue you and ask you for money. And really, no high integrity reader, intuitive healer, astrologer um, that I know would do that. So, just thanks for looking out. That was something just weird that I wanted to address here. And then, like I said, this is the last energy report. But if you really want the nitty gritty or you're like, don't want to miss anything, especially as we end out like the year, make sure to subscribe to our monthly moon guide. Everything is in there the daily astrology. The new moon, the full moon, information, self care tools, journaling prompts, tarot card spreads, all that. So let's talk about the astrology of the past week. Some things that we saw in the news that kind of tied into um, what was happening in the cosmos. Then I'll talk about the moon report, and then we'll go into the planetary planning. This episode may be a little bit longer than normal because I'm going to try and cover leave you all like <laughs> leaving you all with extra food and supplies for the winter hibernation of this month. So. Let's talk about if astrology isn't real, then why did certain things happen in the news last week? All right, the big headlines for me are, you know, solar eclipses, lunar and solar eclipses always bring things up to the surface. They reveal things, they make things that were hidden, they come up to the surface, and especially this eclipse was in the sign of Sagittarius, the truth teller. So we had lots of those truth telling moments come up. We saw everything from... Gislaine Maxwell, the name of her accuser, was revealed, which was a really big deal in the headlines. I saw that, like, Courtney Love exposed that, like, she had secretly been on Elon Musk's, like, weird private group email chain. And she was going to expose some of those emails, which I was like, did not have that on my 2021 bingo card. Not happening. And probably one of the bigger things that we saw was the whole like Trump and COVID thing that came out that he like knowingly had COVID during the presidential elections in the fall of 2020. So yeah, eclipses really bring things up to the surface. Um, like I said, they stir the pot and advance the plot. In addition to that, there was just some interesting things that I wanted to point out. Chris Cuomo, on the day Neptune station retrograde, the news came out. That he had been kind of helping his brother for aiding um, his brother, the governor and uh, of New York, and that was June twenty fifth was the first time news came out about that. It was when Neptune station retrograde, Neptune station direct, and he was fired. So just interesting when you see these like. Plot lines play out from the universe, especially when you see a planet go retrograde or direct around eclipse season. It can really bring things to light in really unexpected ways. So those were just some things. If you saw anything else that was revealed or illuminated, you know, on the political pop culture landscape during the past two weeks, let me know. You can DM me. At Matt. I am Maddie Murphy. I'm always so fascinated in this, um, just seeing how astrology plays out in real life, right? Okay. So not going to spend too much time on the news part today because we have much to discuss as we move forward, but let's talk about your moon report for the week ahead. So that way you can know how to tend to your emotional weather, your inner landscape for the next week. Okay. So on the day this comes out on December 10th, we have a moon in Pisces day which is very dreamy, but it's also a first quarter moon day, which means that you might be wanting to get something done, strong desire to accomplish something. And you may feel like, okay, even though Pisces moon days normally I'd be like, just hang out in your bath. You might feel like I want to clear out some maybe mental clutter, psychic clutter over the weekend always feels good. And we have you know, the Pisces moon goes until... PM Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. So I would use Friday and Saturday to do something to clear up psychic space in your life. What is taking up space? What is distracting you? Pisces is going to be a very important theme, a very big part of our 2022, and it's going to really want us to be clear in the emotional spiritual realm. So if there's something you can do those days to you know, take advantage of that and kind of start setting the table for that for the year ahead, go for it. We're going to see, like, if you have Pisces in your chart somewhere, heavy personal planets, sun, moon rising, you know, midheaven, Mercury, Venus, just get ready. You're about to receive some major blessings in 2022 in that part of your chart, but it is going to ask you to, you know, have good boundaries, have the structure to sort of hold all those blessings, right? Let's practice that on Friday into Saturday. And um, we're gonna look out for on Pisces moon days for like escaping reality too much, not leaning into like, you can have some healthy escapism, watching a movie, getting lost in a book, but just looking out for where you might be like avoiding reality in a way that's detrimental to yourself or playing like the victim in any way in the storyline in your mind. So as we move into Saturday, we have the moon as in Aries through Sunday and then into Monday. So moon and Aries days are great days to take action. They're great days to like, honestly own your shit. If you have a like holiday parties those days, put on something fierce, maybe even a little tight, maybe even a little slutty, dare I say, and work it, you know, Moon and Aries days, you feel confident, you feel clear. Um, and it's just a great time to really like lean into that. It's also a great time to blow off some steam. The holidays are always intense, no matter what. And the astrology of this year is like giving it to us, giving it to us raw dog down and dirty astrology for the end of the year. So make some time to blow off steam in a healthy way. Those moon and Aries days or make time to even just be by yourself. Can really help, and just look out for yeah, losing your temper, and like you know, having an accidental blow up on those days. So then we have in early morning Tuesday into Wednesday, and then into Thursday afternoon at three forty two p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Moon and Taurus days. Moon and Taurus days, mm, yummy. Get grounded, get in the body. Taurus Moon days. If you have something you've been feeling like you can't get done, and you've been feeling a little like procrastinating or our mind's been all over the place or scattered. Moon and Taurus days, we usually get a little dose of like dedication, of ability to be like um, more singular in our focus. So definitely do that. Also moon and Taurus days, I love to do something to be really my body, you know, um, stretching, going to yoga, getting a massage, foam rolling, taking a really good like herb, essential oil, crystal bath, ritual bath. Just take it easy. Like do one thing at a time, Taurus moon days. Slow your roll. And then you just want to look out for on Taurus moon days um, for being stubborn or being too rigid. Knowing that, you know, it's important to also think about other people's thoughts and feelings and timelines, even though you might have a very clear way of how you want to do everything. Um, Just focus on uncompromising where you need to on those days, all right? So that's your moon report, I, again, I know you're going to miss the moon reports, I'm sure, so much (laughs) while I'm gone, but just, you know, tune in with yourself. It's going to be a good practice for like recording, looking when I'm not here on the podcast uh, during the little little December break. You can go on, you know, apps like iLuna or you can go and just search like daily moon sign and just you would see like, okay, today is a Aquarius moon. How do I feel? What's coming up for me? Journaling on it. That's how I got to learn a lot about um, how that moon energy really affected me personally. So that's my invitation to you. I'm such a Virgo giving you homework while I'm gone. Okay, let's talk about planetary planning. Let's talk about the big planetary moments of, you know, the rest of the month of December. Okay, so like I said, Venus retrograde is the big headline. Get your pen and paper out. That starts December 19th, which is the day after the full moon in Gemini, and goes until January 29th. So the full moon in Gemini, I'm not gonna get too much into it here, except to say that it's gonna be a beautiful celebration. It's gonna feel like the winter solstice energy mixed with like a beautiful new like clarity, cleansing out, crisp new feeling around relationships and your mindset. This is gonna be the first full moon in Gemini in about 18 months It's not an eclipse. So it's like pure Gemini energy, beautiful bringing some sort of clarity around gemini you know you me the other how we relate to other people how we think how we communicate how we speak and then we're going to go right into venus retrograde so of course if you want more information on the full moon in gemini you can check out the sagittarius monthly moon guide it has everything you need to know about that and that's when we can start manifesting again charging the crystals all of that as we go into venus retrograde you know what does this mean so this, when we talk about Venus, is the planet of love, beauty, the goddess planet. When Venus goes retrograde, it's less of that direct backslide, like Mercury. It's more of a dance. Venus is so cool. I don't know how this happened. Like before, I think people could totally astronomers and astrologers could totally track the planets, the ancient mystics, you know, named Venus after the goddess after the goddess of love and beauty. And then they found out after the fact that Venus doesn't just move through the sky in a normal orbit. Venus moves through the sky in this orbit, in this shape that's called the Venus star point. If you want to study more about this, um, one of the leading astrologers who talks about this is Ariel Gutman. I think her last name is pronounced. Her website is Sophia Venus. She has beautiful diagrams and visual representations of this, this kind of cool scientific evidence that people felt intuitively about Venus, about how she's connected to harmony and beauty and love and passion. When you look at the way that Venus moves through the sky, like go look at it. It is a literal celestial tapestry woven, like the most beautiful mandala you've ever seen. And it's this Venus moves through the sky in this beautiful, almost like perfect five-pointed star pattern in the heavens, and this cycle takes eight years to make this star, okay? So a Venus star point is an eight-year cycle, and this Venus retrograde is significant because halfway through this Venus retrograde, we are starting a new Venus star point. What does that mean? Let me tell you. So I want us all to look back on what started in December, 2013, January, 2014, what started, what were you beginning? And again, this is Venus and Capricorn. So Venus is about our values. Venus is our desires. Venus is what we ache for. We crave, we want to manifest. We want to call in to feel more aligned with our values, to feel more inner security. And Capricorn is like uh, what we need. You know, it's our external security, it's discipline, it's integrity, it's accountability, it's success, it's ambition, it's um, business, it's empowerment, it's feeling autonomous, it's structures in our life. So if you think about what was going on in that time, I know for me personally, it makes so much sense. If astrology isn't real, then why? That's when I started my first business. The winter of 2013, December 2013, January 14th is when I started plans and we you had the LLC and I started working at recipes for Montauk Juice Factory, which was my first ever business where I was one of the founders and owners. And truly, for me personally, reflecting on what I've learned about myself since then, oh my God, in all of the Venus and Capricorn themes, I'm like, my head is spinning. So I invite you to look back on that. Of course, you can look at your journals, your emails, your photos can kind of help you really like jog your memory of what was going on then. And this new start point cycle starts officially on January 9th. So let me rewind what we're going to be doing. You know, this Venus retrograde cycles are 40 days. So in this period leading up to January 9th, we want to really start, you know, thinking about what's the wisdom I've gained? That's very Capricorn, right? Capricorn is about like the wisdom I've gained through putting in that sweat equity, (laughs) speaking of startups. What is like the ways that I've rolled up my sleeves and I've gotten down and dirty and I've learned, I've climbed the mountain. I may be a little worse for the wear, but I've learned things about myself, how strong I am. I've learned new ways of doing things. And of course, Capricorn is all about structures in life. It's also about tradition. It's also about government and rules and karma. So for us too, it's part of this larger thing that's been unfolding in 2020. Everything that happened with COVID and basically our world as we know it ending a new world building was all about this implosion, this wrecking ball of the Capricorn convergence. Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto all met up in Capricorn. So now we have Venus coming to kind of finish out that story of like, okay, now we're going to put our money where our mouth is and really start living our life from the inside out, investing our hearts, our money, our time, very Capricorn things in the new way, the new rules, the new structures that we want to see in the world, okay? And we just look to understand why this is so significant. Not only is it starting the new eight year cycle on January 9th, but the North Node moves from Gemini at the end of the month into Taurus. And the ruler of Taurus is Venus. So we always look to a big shift. We look at the ruler of the planet, of the sign that something's in to understand like, ooh, what's the larger message here? So we have the North Node moving to Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus, Venus in Capricorn back to that, like, yep, that's still the important message. And we look at Venus and Capricorn. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is currently in the night sky in Aquarius. So this Venus and Capricorn is thinking, wanting us to think very Aquarian, very big picture, building for the future, being progressive, and thinking about, you know, yes, this is going to affect our relationships, don't get me wrong, but it's also really going to affect like, our you know plan for our lives, our big picture plan, where we want to go, what are we building, what are the foundations that we're laying now for our future. This Venus cycle is also going to be important because it's creating a conjunction with Pluto at three times. So I'm going to tell you those dates right now because I want you to look out for these dates. December 11th, December 25th, and March 3rd, Venus is going to conjoin Pluto, which could bring up some shadowy stuff for sure. So these days I want you to look out for, I'm going to give you some of the themes of what comes up during this aspect. You can feel like financial extremes, um, money coming or going, in large sums, just protecting yourself as much as you can from that, karmic contracts being broken. So if there is someone that you've been trying to do a deep cord cutting with, I would say those are great days to do it. Likewise, you might also feel like instant attractions, like people you meet that you just feel like instantly so connected to. You might also feel like an amplified desire for affection that may come across even as like clinginess or obsessiveness. Cue Mariah Carey, why are you so obsessed with me? There can also be a chance for like mind games and manipulation. So just pay attention to all that. Pluto is a lot about power. It can be a lot about, yeah, like the ways that we give away our power or that we manipulate others. So I would just say, keep your head on straight. Don't let, you know, a temporary Venus moment allow you to go back on your own word or your own boundaries you've set with someone. Of course, Venus and Capricorn is a lot about our boundaries, right? Um, Capricorn wants us to hold the pose, wants us to hold our boundary firm, Capricorn, Venus and Capricorn knows its worth. The Venus in Capricorn doesn't really settle for crumbs, okay? So just thinking about if someone comes up during that time or something, again, is making you feel like you're selling yourself short, it's probably not for you. Even if that person, that project, that, um, what would you call that? Like someone, Who's romantically uh, a suitor, you know, even if they're persistent, it doesn't mean that that's necessarily the right choice for you. I'm also saying this because definitely Venus and Capricorn, but especially those Venus conjunct Pluto days, can make our mindsets feel kind of heavy. We can feel down on ourselves. We can feel like we haven't done enough. We haven't accomplished enough. We can feel behind in life. And just know that that's all just part of the flavor of what's going on in the air right now. Don't let that pressure you into something that you know, you're not like just not for you. So Venus Capricorn retrograde is going to have us a lot getting really clear on our boundaries, on our worthiness, on the foundation we want to build and where we need to up level our relationships, our finances, our business for the next year. So I'm going to give us some do's and don'ts of how to work with this energy. You can also think about, 2018. This is closing out a cycle from that. And then also the last Venus retrograde was in Gemini in May 13th, 2020, which Gemini, that's a lot about like communication, social media. This one is going to be in like 18 to 19 degrees of Capricorn. And the do's here is we're going to really look at like reflecting on, like I said, where you're leveling up, reflecting on where you've matured. And I want you to look at how you can take accountability, wisdom, maturity, like applied wisdom for your own life. So in a Mercury retrograde, I might tell you, you know, don't text your ex or don't respond to that text from your ex. Mercury is the mind. Capricorn is like the lesson and it's where we're here to up level. Capricorn will always make us redo something that we think we're really good at until we do it in a way that's authentic to ourselves. Um, so we might have to take a longer road with it or learn some bigger lessons against like building that muscle. It's not surface level. So with Venus and Capricorn, if an X reaches out or we're thinking of an X, and I mean like ghosts from the past are coming out, it's going to be a whole graveyard, basically. Think about it's an eight year cycle. So yes, past lovers, past fiancés, past partners, but also past like friends and coworkers and bosses and employees. Nothing's off the table for this this transit. But instead of ignoring them or hitting that block button, which obviously if you feel unsafe in any way, please do that. But if there's anything about how that relationship ended that maybe you weren't so clear with, or maybe you were the toxic one. It happens, especially in eight years, a lot, you know, we can go through a lot of growth, but if there's anything you could do and go back to take accountability, take responsibility to just own your part and how it ended for some good ass closure and cleansing, it's going to behoove you to do that because Venus and Capricorn's like, okay, great. Now you're ready for these rich, rich blessings that are coming by way of Jupiter and Pisces in 2022. But Venus and Capricorn wants us to make sure the container is there, that we can handle it. Almost thinking about like Jupiter and Pisces to me feels like cherries on a slot machine, a big bankroll and the universe. Venus and Capricorn is like the disciplinarian, you know, the banker, the the parent, the mentor, Someone who's like, okay, you know, we gave you $5. Were you able to budget it? Were you able to take care of it? Were you able to be a good steward of that money? Um, and understanding, you know, good ways to invest that, ways to take care of it. So that way now, like when you prove that, they're like, okay, now we can give you, you know, $5,000. Know, it's a very silly metaphor I'm making up. So it's like, how can you receive new blessings coming ahead? If you haven't taken full accountability, full um, ownership, being self-possessed and being grounded and clear with, you know, what you've had up to this point in terms of love, money, business, relationships, and and all of that that falls under Venus and Capricorn. So do take accountability, just be radically like honest with yourself about that. And then you're going to want to also do reflecting on how you're spending your time and money to get where you want to go. Okay. Um, thinking about we we started a new eight year cycle. So thinking about being responsible with your spending, being responsible with how you spend your time and your money and looking at that to see like, am I spending my time and money in a way that gets me to where I want to go? This is also a time where you might want to check in with elders, coaches, family members, someone who can help guide you. That's one thing about life is it's very hard to go somewhere we've never been. So this is a great time to reach out to mentorship. I know a few of you reached out about my mentoring program. This is actually just reminding me of that. I'm going to be opening that in January. I haven't opened that in over a year. This is not a shameless self-plug, I guess it kind of is. I only have like two or three spots that will be available, but it's a great time under this like Venus in Capricorn to be like, okay. Capricorn is a sign of, of you know, a guide of a mountain goat, someone to help you, a sherpa up the mountain, uh, someone who can really take you and, and shepherd you and be like, okay, hey, look out for that stone. It's a little, it's a little wobbly there. Follow this path that I've laid out. You know, take some of this guidance and apply it to your own life, and you can do that with someone. Like myself, you know hire a coach, but it can even just be reaching out to someone in your field, in your industry, someone in your family to be like, hey, can I ask you for some advice? Seeking advice of an elder is gonna really um, be beneficial during this time. And this is also a good time, speaking of family, like if you have anything going on with your family that you wanna get more clear on your family patterns because Capricorn rules like our karma and um, especially like our patriarchal line, You could do something like family constellation work. You could do something that's like, you know, go to Ancestry.com, like study where you came from, study your internal family systems, something like that that can help give you a framework and an understanding of where you came from, you know, what are the gifts you want to bring with you and what are the maybe some things that you want to clear and leave behind um, in your family line that you want to end with you. Also during this time, you're going to want to Definitely reflect, re-examine your finances, your budgeting, figuring out like what you maybe could come back, come back on, where you want to direct your spending again in a way that's investing in the you you want to become in 2022, or of course, investing in the world that you want to see um, as we move forward in this new chapter. Also, the big do's just taking time for you. Venus retrogrades are always deep self-care cycles. They're a time to kind of pull back and sort of eliminate distractions and, you know, things that keep us too occupied and like the mind and the instant gratification. There's a reason that there are 40 days, right? Like that's the time of Lent and 40 days, 40 nights and Jesus and I know my cousin's a doula. Taught me about like the quarantina, the forty days postpartum after birth. That's so crucial to a mother and baby bonding and to the mother's healing. Um, forty days is a very like spiritual reset number. So if you could just pull back during this time, hence why I'm <laughs> taking my break, and use it to you know reevaluate your current and past relationships, look over, review your finances, like, you know, rewrite your plans, your one-year plan, your five-year plan, check in with your vision, you know, work on your self-love affirmations, focus on self-care. And so on that note, my don'ts are going to be like, we as retrogrades, we look at the sign, kind of where we can also pull back a little bit. So Capricorn is all about forward motion, you know, ambition. Capricorn tends to be a little hard on themselves. So pulling back on that, you know, just. Being easy on yourself, you don't have to have everything. Not so to be productive, checking things off a to-do list. This time of year that this falls in is very conducive, even though it's in one way it's the holidays, which makes it harder. In other ways, it's just like the hibernation time of year. You can sort of, I think, begin to pull off the grid. I hope. I know some industries. If you're in hospitality or retail, of course, things are amping up right now. Um, but as much as you can. Taking the time to pull back, um, you also want to pull back on any unnecessary spending. Don't bite off more than you can chew. You know, don't um, overextend yourself with the credit cards this holiday season. Just be really conscious in what you're consuming. Thinking about you know, buying less, giving more with intention. Again, supporting small business artists, creators, and you getting gifts that are more conscious for people versus just like things, that's always good advice for me personally. But especially with Venus and Capricorn retrograde, we might all just feel like a little bit of a tightening up from financial flow. Because again, when we have a tightening of financial flow, that's when we can really examine, right? Like what we value and examine what's important to us. So it's all part of the medicine right now. Also, a don't, is don't do any like permanent changes to your beauty. Don't do any permanent, you know, dying of hair, tattoos, Botox, plastic surgery. That's just kind of like a uh, <laughs> like a general Venus retrograde uh, reminder. And like I said before, the biggest don't is don't sell yourself short. I know it's cuffing season. I know there's like only a million one romantic holiday movies on Netflix and Hulu and the Hallmark Channel. But like, don't sell yourself short just to be with someone or just because it's comfortable, okay? You're meant for so much more than that and it's time to up-level. And I promise you, if you hold that boundary, if you hold like the, like I said last week, the value of your vision, if you hold like the magnitude of your worthiness and you stay in that and don't like leave that, don't swerve out of that lane, I promise you some big-ass blessings are coming your way. And if you also might want a little bit more information on like where some of these changes may be happening in your life, um, the last big transit that I want to talk about for this month, um, and I'm not going to go into it as deeply as the VS retrograde, but we end out the year with the last, the third and final installment of Saturn Square Uranus. So as a reminder, Saturn Square Uranus was really like the signature transit of 2021. When I think of 2021, I think of that. So we had these dates. Again, you can look at what was going on in your life. First one was February 17th. Then it was June 14th. And then it was December 24th. Basically, this just breaks down to an extreme clash between the old and the new. Saturn and Aquarius, square Uranus and Taurus, I talked about in my 2021 webinar, was going to bring like an arm wrestling match between tradition and progress it was going to bring a huge uprising in labor strikes, and it was also going to bring challenges to us on the supply chain front. And obviously, we saw all of that very clearly. Everything happening with like Roe versus Wade right now is very Saturn square us. Everything happening uh, with the great exodus and uh, you know, the great unofficial strike, especially here in the US, but all around the world. And of course, uh, with the supply chain issues, I don't think anybody, unless you were like a logistics um, expert or owned like a shipping company, I don't think you ever have known more about shipping containers and supply chain issues, heard about it more or, you know, had to educate yourself on it more than you did this year. It's this push-pull we've been in. Uranus-Saturn cycle always brings conflict. You could see it was tied to like, 1988 uh, was the fall of the Berlin Wall. There was a Uranus uh, Saturn cycle that just began there, and you know, there's times again. If we think about our culture, we're always going to have the tradition that's going to oppose progress. And of course, we are looking at a time where we're all, we're going through progress. We're going through new levels of radical change. And the world's going to keep changing, and the astrology just proves that. But of course, the old guard, the old way, the people, the systems, the legislation, it's been in place up to this point. It's not going to go without a fight, okay? So the Saturn's where you're honest, it only happens every 22 years and that's why it's been so intense. It's why 2021 has been very unstabilizing. It's been very, it's felt. like I think we felt in some ways, some people have said that it's felt harder than 2020 in some ways. Because there's, again, like 2020 exposed certain cracks in our foundation. And in 2021, we saw half people be trying to fix those cracks or blow it all down to bits to rebuild and you saw other people who try to act like those cracks weren't there or maybe the cracks bigger and it's kind of infuriating in that way. But just know that the more that you can act in your personal life, the more you can, again, like I said, spend your money, make decisions, align yourself with concepts of freedom, you know, for all, inclusivity, honoring community and mutual aid, and us all going further together you're going to feel like, again, you're moving with a tide of energy with the tide. That's where we're going. And so for yourself, I would look at those dates that I said and just say like, what, what was the push pull in your life? This was a lot of like liberation in your limitation energy. So maybe you couldn't do the things that you would normally do, but in that stuckness, you might have had to, you know, um, tap into Innovation of some sort, or have some sort of breakthrough, or realizing that there's something that, like, you're ready to really let go of once and for all because you're so frustrated with it. And it's definitely a time in this last Saturn square Uranus, we're going to be asked to surrender and probably let go of something big and then go with the flow and, and trust the unknown, which is super Uranian, which is super Piscean as we move into this Jupiter and Pisces. And just to be really radically authentic in our evolution, okay? So just looking at those dates, December 24th brings the last Saturn square Uranus. And just looking at the evolution of yourself through those dates may also help you understand your Venus and Capricorn a little bit too, especially the retrograde period, all right? And just noticing that anything that ended during those times, Saturn square Uranus dates, was in all likelihood, you know, was for your higher good. Something had you know, outlived its expiration date, its purpose. And just seeing how you can reframe any of the stuckness, any of the things that didn't go your way, quote unquote, any of the reroutes, you know, how how were the blocks, your blessings? And just reflecting on that will be a great way to gather up information and intel as we go into the new year. So that's where I'm gonna leave you. If you want more nitty gritty, Check out our moon guide. If you're ready to invest in yourself and you want to expand in 2022, come find me at I am Maddie Murphy. And you can see the waitlist for my mentorship program. And I'll be back in January. We're going to do a 2022 webinar where we can just really dig into everything you need to know to map out your best, brightest, most aligned and authentic year yet. And in the meantime, I'm just sending you love. I am wrapping you up in warmth and I'm wishing you a holiday season that is chock full of healthy boundaries and happy blessings. All right. So I will see you in the new year. Much love. And thank you so much to all of you who have been here. You mean the world to me.